As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional-grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out for their support of aging healthfully, PQQ, glutathione, and alpha-lipoic acid. PQQ helps support your heart and brain function and promotes robust cellular energy production. Glutathione supports proper cellular detoxification and healthy immune function, and alpha-lipoic acid helps maintain your neural health and helps preserve optimal blood flow. Each of these products takes its own unique approach to neutralizing free radicals and protecting us from oxidative stress as we age. They're only available from healthcare practitioners, but they're available to you at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Ayla Mutin. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York, in private practice and in practice with Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I appreciate your questions. You can email them to radioprogram at AOL.com. That's radioprogram at AOL.com. If you don't already sign up to the free Intelligent Medicine newsletter, it comes out weekly, typically on a Wednesday, maybe a Thursday. Uh, you can unsubscribe also at any time. But to subscribe to the Intelligent Medicine Newsletter, go to drhoffman.com and sign up. So I want to talk to you today about phosphatidylcholine. I've got a question here from Terry. Dear Layla, what is the value of taking phosphatidylcholine, what is the difference between phosphatidylcholine and lecithin? So, what is it? Phosphatidylcholine is a phospholipid attached to a choline particle. Phospholipids contain fatty acids, glycerol, and phosphorus. Now, the phosphorus part of the phospholipid substance, the lecithin, is made up of phosphatidylcholine, right? Let me say that again. The, phosph the, the phosphorus part of the phospholipid substance, the lecithin, is made up of phosphatidylcholine. And for this reason, the terms phosphatidylcholine and lecithin are often used interchangeably, although they're different foods. Foods that contain lecithin are the best dietary sources of phosphatidylcholine. So now listen, choline, you'll find them in egg yolks, fish, meat, other foods, right? The choline is there. It's good for the brain. I'm going to get into all of the things <clears throat> that phosphatidylcholine is good for. Traditionally, phosphatidylcholine is used to support brain health. It can also support liver function and help with cholesterol levels. 
So according to a 1995 study on mice with dementia, supplementation with phosphatidylcholine can increase the neurotransmitter acetylcholine in the brain. This is a necessary substance. And this is why it's important to have choline from your diet and possibly from a supplement like this. It may also improve memory. The study found that mice without dementia had no memory increase despite the increase in, in acetylcholine levels. So it was the mice with dementia that were most helped. A 2001 study found feeding mice a diet rich in phosphatidylcholine and vitamin B12 also had a positive impact on brain health. Uh, research has continued, <clears throat> and a 2017 study has found that levels of phosphatidylcholine are directly related to Alzheimer's disease. That Again, that choline is very, very important. A high-fat diet, <clears throat> actually a high-carb diet, is known to neg negatively affect the liver. A high trans fat, man-made, factory-made trans fat diet is also known to harm the liver. And it can cause non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or cirrhosis of the, diver, uh, of the liver. A poor diet can lead to that if you have a fatty liver and you don't take care of it. According to a 2010 study, phosphatidylcholine helped reduce lipids that can lead to fatty liver in mice fed a poor diet. Another study on mice reviewed whether bringing elevated levels of phosphatidylcholine back to normal prevents non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. The study found that it helped prevent the accumulation of fat in the liver, but it did not prevent non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. What will prevent non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is endemic in our nation? Eat a cleaner diet. Eat a lower carbohydrate diet. Stop eating the junk food. That's how we get fatty liver. When you eat all those refined carbohydrates and sugars and junk food, you're raising your triglycerides. That Those triglycerides are also being stored up in your liver, causing a fatty liver. That's how it happens. So, this is all very interesting information about phosphatidylcholine. Now, <clears throat> some medications, as you know, like NSAIDs, which are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, they can cause gastrointestinal side effects with long-term use. It could cause stomach pain, gastric bleeding, right? The NSAIDs I'm talking about, aspirin, ibuprofen, ibuprofen as in Advil and Motrin, and naproxen sodium as in Aleve. According to a 2012 study, long-term NSAID use may disrupt a phospholipid layer of the GI tract. This may cause gastrointestinal injury. And research has shown that phosphatidylcholine may help prevent NSAID-related gastrointestinal 
damage. So, it may ease symptoms of ulcerative colitis. We know that ulcerative colitis causes inflammation in the GI tract and, as in its title, cause ulcers, right? And according to a 2010 study, people with ulcerative colitis often have reduced levels of phosphatidylcholine in their intestinal mucus. Supplementation may help protect the mucus layer of the digestive tract and reduce inflammation. It may promote lipolysis. Lipolysis is the breakdown of fats in the body. Too much fat may cause lipomas to form. Lipomas are painful, benign fatty tumors, and most are removed surgically. Where do you typically find lipomas on patients is around the torso area. These are benign fatty deposits, but they can be, they can be <clears throat> painful. Now, according to a 2014 study, injecting phosphatidylcholine into a lipoma can kill its fat cells and reduce its size. So, but we're not sure that that treatment is ready for prime time. So, and get this, it may help dissolve gallstones. Gallstones, we know, are hard deposits in the gallbladder. They're usually made of undissolved cholesterol or bilirubin. They crystallize, they form stones. And they may become lodged in the bile ducts and cause severe pain. Now, according to a 2003 study, phosphatidylcholine supplementation reduced cholesterol gall gallstone formation in mice. That's very interesting. The study found that when phosphatidylcholine levels increased, cholesterol saturation levels decreased. Here's how you get gallstones. You go on a non-fat diet for a long time. The gallbladder is a depot for bile. The gallbladder is right there, right near the liver. The liver produces bile and delivers it to the gallbladder for keeping. It's a depot for bile. When you eat a meal containing any amount of fat, that bile is secreted by the gallstone, the, the, the gallbladder. The gallbladder contracts, releases the bile into the stomach to help emulsify the fat in the food you just ate for proper digestion and absorption. Now, when you're on a chronic non-fat diet, low-fat diet, the gallbladder has very little opportunity to contract and release bile. It senses when bile is necessary, right? So the gallbladder is not going to contract if there isn't any fat in the food you're eating. And what happens when that cholesterol hangs out in your gallbladder, not moving? It may crystallize and form stones. That's what happens. So phosphatidylcholine, Terry, I hope that answers your question about phosphatidylcholine 
and lecithin. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax Gold with NT Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. I want to move on to another topic Environmental Working Group, EWG.org, is their website. Every year they put out a list of their dirty dozen and their clean 15. So they have a 2022 shopper guide to shopper's guide to pesticides in produce. You can go check it out at EWG.org. Go look for it there if you want the full-on page ewg.org forward slash food news forward slash dirty dash dozen. That's what you want. So here's the list. Again, strawberries and spinach, again, top the list this year as well as last year. So here's EWG's dirty dozen. Number one, strawberries. Number two, spinach. Kale, collard, and mustard greens nectarines, apples, grapes, bell peppers and hot peppers, cherries. Number nine, peaches. Number 10, pears. Number 11, celery. And number 12, tomatoes. And note, they say at the bottom of this page, a small amount of sweet corn, papaya, and summer squash sold in the United States is produced from genetically modified seeds. You want to buy organic varieties of these crops if you want to avoid genetically modified produce. Now, we know that corn and soy are the biggest GMO products in the U.S., but papaya and summer squash. So to get the full list, again, they gave us the dirty dozen, but let's go on. What's number 13 and more that are pesticide-rich that you don't want to eat? You want to avoid commercial potatoes, blueberries, cherry tomatoes. These are dirty. Winter squash, you want to avoid lettuce, cucumbers, tangerines, green beans, plums, broccoli, eggplant, raspberries, summer squash that I just mentioned earlier, grapefruit, snap peas, oranges, carrots, bananas, cauliflower, sweet potatoes, watermelon. This list goes on. Let me go down to all the way to 46. Uh, man- mangoes, cantaloupe, mushrooms, cabbage, kiwi, honeydew melon, asparagus, sweet peas, papaya, onions, pineapple, sweet corn. So 
Here we go. These are the things that you want to buy organically. So as far as the clean 15, you know, they, they put out every year a list of dirty dozen and clean 15. So here's what's cleaner, cleaner that you can buy non-organic if you wish. But again, you want to still be careful of certain things like papaya and sweet corn for GMO. So number one of the clean 15 is avocados. Number two is sweet corn, but be careful genetic modification. Number three is pineapple. Four is onions. Number five is papaya. And again, be careful genetic modification. Number six is sweet peas, typically frozen sweet peas. Number seven of the clean 15 is asparagus. Eight is honeydew melon. Number nine is kiwi. Number 10 is cabbage. Number 11 is mushroom. 12 is cantaloupe. 13, mango. 14, watermelon. 15, sweet potatoes. But Layla, you just mentioned those on the dirty dozen list. Yeah, but these will contain less pesticide. Less pesticide. The dirty dozen are the ones with the most pesticide residue. Cabbage, shrooms, cantaloupe, you know, watermelon, sweet potatoes, these are going to contain less, right? I'll tell you something. The only time I would steer you clear of organic produce is when that organic produce looks sad and tired and is rotting. You should not eat that. <clears throat> I mentioned before on this podcast, your broccoli should not just be a dark green. It should have a blue hue. That's really what you're looking for. Now we're talking about the sulforaphanes in broccoli, the good stuff, the good for you stuff. So if you want to check this out, ewg.org forward slash food news forward slash clean dash 15, that's the list I just read you. You want to buy organic as much as possible. Go to your local farmer's market. Talk to the, talk to the produce people there. See what you're able to find out. It's very difficult to get the organic label, but many farmers are already employing organic growing standards, even though they don't have a certification yet. Talk to them, find out, and you're supporting your local farmers. In addition, way to do farming is regenerative farming. If you have a small patch of land even, or a windowsill where you can have planters out, think about growing some produce. At the very least, grow some herb, herbs, rosemary, dill, chives, parsley, basil, Start growing these. Last summer, my husband and I grew arugula. We grew lettuces. Uh, the spinach didn't take. You know, you're going to have these things where not everything takes, right? We grew beautiful cucumbers. We grew tomatoes. We grew lots of zucchini. And the zucchini flowers are also nice. We grew beets, eggplant, my husband tried to grow corn. It didn't turn out. 
The spinach didn't turn out. The corn didn't turn out. But my, I love going out into the garden every morning to snip some arugula and grab some cucumber and lettuce and some basil, right? And parsley and bring all those in for the day and start preparing breakfast, lunch, dinner with beautiful produce. There, It does require upkeep, but again, you don't want to use pesticides or herbicides. We certainly don't. And you got to pull the weeds out yourself. And that's a habit you get into. You get up every morning with your cup of coffee, your green tea, your tea, your ginger tea, whatever it may be, your smoothie. Go pull some weeds. It's good exercise for you, too, to get up and moving around in the morning. So think about this. The Environmental Working Group announced that strawberry, spinach, and leafy greens are, again, the top offenders. These are the things you want to grow, and we're hoping this summer to be growing some berries as well. So, and again, from Environmental Working Group, pesticide residues were found on over 70% of the non-organic produce tested by the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the FDA, continuing a problem highlighted in last year's report. And this is the reason that Environmental Working Group is really good at putting out every year a list of their dirty dozen and their clean 15 so that shoppers can navigate and buy the best that they can in terms of feeding themselves and their families. It's important to do. Important to do. I know that my local supermarkets, I often have to go to three different supermarkets in my local area. The joy about living in New York is I could just walk everywhere and everything is pretty much close by. But I have to go to three different markets to find all the variety of produce that I want here in New York and organic, of course. I know where to get the best scallions or the freshest and the best arugula and the best cucumbers and so forth. But I have to go to three different markets. But this is what we have to do to feed ourselves well and to keep ourselves well. And now more than ever, isn't that the truth? I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Black for Health liquid extract from Future Farm Botanicals combines the four most powerful of these plant-based foods. Black garlic, black radish root, black peppercorn, and black cumin seed. It's an all-natural daily preventative against a host of possibly inflammatory issues. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, circulation, and immunity. It's a delicious tasting supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's my future. P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. And while supplies last, buy two bottles of Black for Health and get two bottles of Wild Oil of Oregano free. That's a $55 value just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. 
If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.